What's going on, my beloved cartel? Um, I just want to thank you guys so much for always tuning in. Uh, you know how much I appreciate it. Um, but if you uh, want to tip me in any sort of way, go to my Patreon and uh, give me like three bucks a month or something. You know, like it's kind of like. You know, it's kind of like Netflix where you just, like, you enjoy a certain show and you're paying 16 bucks a month. But this is only, like, 3 bucks or 5 bucks or 10 bucks a month. However you want to fucking uh, split it up with me, right? So, um, I guarantee you that I will put out as much content as I can handle or you can handle. And uh, it's just like a tip thing, right? So I, I encourage you to go there and do that. Um, I might be coming up with some fucking extra content for your your dollar, but at this point, it's just like a tip jar, right? So I appreciate all you guys who have uh, uh, donated to me so far. And um, also what I wanted to, to get... Uh, across to you is the fact that uh, I've been listening to Lady Liberty Libby on uh, Instagram a lot and she's been like um, she's been tagging me in her posts and stuff and and her content is amazing and uh, we just decided to do a show together tonight and this is what you have tonight we went over two hours uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, you know, her story is pretty fucking amazing. And, you know, I just love hearing these stories of people who like go through such fucking hardships and trauma and, and rise above. And, you know, uh, Libby is no exception. She is rising above. And going full fucking Mosquito Coast like uh, Harrison Ford back in the day. Uh, where he just like ups and picks his family up and says, let's get the fuck out of this shit because shit's going to hit the fan. And so this is the story that you're going to get tonight. So without further ado, I present to you Lady Liberty Libby. Say that three times fucking fast. And you know what to go- you know what you got to do. While you're listening, right? Yeah, that's right. Smoke a dupe, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show. I appreciate all of you guys wholeheartedly, and I love you all. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I am your host, Davey Wavy, and I have <laughs> the illustrious... Lady Liberty Libby in the house tonight, and she's going to share a lot of fucking shit that I'm sure <laughs> you're probably familiar with and mm. familiar with because she's going to tell her story and it's fucking, it's a crazy ride. So let's get into it. Libby, how you doing? Hi, Davey. I'm really, really good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm just watching this lightning storm right, right now and it's crazy. Uh, you might be, you might be able to hear the rain whipping against the window in this episode, so just bear with me on this one, folks. That's awesome. But, you, you'll, you'll hear crows here in a little while. I'm watching the sunset. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, before we started uh, 
this intro, we were talking about the uh, the vaccines and the uh, convid thing. So uh, and chemtrails, and we got all over the place. And then I said, "Stop! This is good <laughs> material for the show." So, uh, and I just here. barely said anything. It was like five minutes. Yeah, I, and I know a lot of people know about this already about how much of a fucking sham it is, but tell the cartel what your experience is with the whole COVID thing. Oh my gosh. Where do you, you want me to start with the COVID thing from when I was in LA? You want me to go that like from the beginning? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess the beginning for me would be uh, probably January, February of 2020. Um. Yeah, I guess that would be the beginning for me. Which is when it all started, really, right? Uh, well, it started actually before that. It's like November started, or something like that? It started closer to like October, November of 2019. And the only right. reason I know that is because um, I, I I had a really bizarre injury on uh, June 21st of 2018. I was at the Vans Warped Tour concert with my oldest daughter. Um, who at the time was 14. And to make a long story short, we were near the stage and uh, it turned into a mosh pit because that's what happened. And I knew that. And uh, anyways, a, a lady, a girl, basically, uh, who was crowd surfing, ended up being thrown and landed on top of my head. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? I'm like, somebody had to have had that happen to him at some fucking point somewhere in this world. I don't know where that person is, but I need to talk to him. Because we've got some stuff to figure out. So uh, ever since then, I mean, that's a whole different story for another time. But that incident uh, led to me having a condition that I figured out, which is one of the reasons for a while I was like, I technically could say that I am a self-taught doctor at this point. But mm-hmm. It's been so many years now, but uh, even before that. But so anyways, I ended up uh, figuring out that I had a condition called prudental neuralgia. I was misdiagnosed by multiple doctors all over L.A., uh, Beverly Hills, everywhere. They're just idiots. Oh, misdiagnosed. Um, That's nothing new. For a year. For, for like six months, I was misdiagnosed with a different condition. They treated me for that other condition um, that I never had. It was a bladder Isn't condition. that disgusting? It's awful. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I really, I could sue that doctor at Cedars-Sinai at UCLA. I have began all sorts of things with them, but it really is just a pain in the ass. And part of me now is like, I don't even fucking care that much anymore. Like, take your crap and I just won't deal with you anymore. But anyways, um, that condition was what really changed my life. And then what ended up happening for me was right as I was really coming back to life in a lot of ways, because I was bedridden for about a year. Um, I started to have something happen to me that used to happen to me a lot when I was a kid and a teenager. And so I've always been very intuitive. I'm a very, very intuitive person. Um, I'm very much a feeling person. I'm not logical. I'm not rational. I'm feely and emotional. Because I'm a woman. <laughs> and that's how a feminine woman really, truly is. Yep, I yep. use my emotions to... Uh, sense out the world and uh, for me I've always been very intuitive I always had lots of very vivid dreams 
Um, and some would say that they're premonitions, some would call it psychic, some would, whatever. Um, all I'm the same way. I'm up, the same way with my dreams as well. You are? Yeah. You can get really creepy sometimes. Like, oh, really for sure. Very, but I never, I never get scared of them though. I just wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? As, as fucked up as it is. I wake up and I'm like, what was that all about? You know? So see, it used to be that way with me growing up. Um, so because I, you know, I lived in LA, um, I was born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. And, and I grew up there being the only Jewish girl in elementary and junior high. I'm always the only Libby, um, which is fine. And so I don't know if you remember the Northridge earthquake. It was 1994. But that uh, I, I was, don't. It was a long time ago. It was 94. And I was uh, extremely nervous and anxious for about three days leading up to it. Um, the Sunday before it happened, I knew it was an earthquake that was coming. And I warned my parents and my family. And to make a long story short, because I was very adamant and stubborn um, and panicky and anxious about, you know, letting my mom, I wanted her to let me pack emergency bags because we didn't have any. And I'm the oldest of four. And so she let me, we packed the bags and sure enough, the earthquake hit at four in the morning. And because we had packed everything, she let me, we literally were one of the only families in the townhouse complex that I lived at that had food at all because nobody else knew. And so everyone, our townhouse ended up being red flags. That's just how bad it was hit by the earthquake. So that was one of the last times that I had really vivid dreams and like just intuitive feelings, like something's coming. And then it happened like the exact same thing that I was saying was going to happen, happened. Um, I can tell when people are lying to me. So that's not something that's changed. I've always known like my kids, the husband, whoever, I know if you're lying and really you look really stupid to me because I can tell that you're lying. Yeah. And, uh, like I see right through it. I hear right through it. I, I'm the I same right way. I'm the same way. I know who I'm that person who walks into a room and I'm like, fuck. So I can tell someone in here is angry. Someone in here is depressed. And I start to zone in on who it could be. And uh, anyways, and so for me, I guess the whole COVID thing began in like January, at least January, if not earlier, because I was part of the Spoonie community on Instagram. So if you type in on Instagram, hashtag Spoonie, it's an entire community of people that are basically have some sort of chronic illness or some sort of condition, health condition. Um, and I was a part of that community, which is why I think I knew about this coronavirus thing in China um, in 2019. And so when I started having dreams in 2020, in January and February, the dream that I had it was just one dream. It was repetitive. I had it for probably six weeks, seven weeks. Um, basically, I dreamt that I was hovering over the earth, the very flat earth. And I was looking down and I could see the earth. I could see the streets and buildings, but there was no cars and there was no people anywhere. Nobody was walking around. There was no cars. There was no movement of humans anywhere on the earth. And... I was very confused, like, where are all the people? Where's all the cars? And every time I woke up, I felt very scared. I felt very lonely and very anxious. 
And, um, and it just kept building and building and building and building. And, and once it got to about a month, I knew for sure that it was a premonition, that it, something was coming, that God was warning me. And I had to say something to my family. Uh-huh. And I was very scared. I was extremely hesitant. I prayed about it for a long time. And I finally sat down my husband and, um, and my two daughters. I'm going to hope I don't cry because I really don't want to. Um, my daughters, this was two years ago in 2020. So now my oldest daughter is 19 and my middle daughter just turned 17. So they were 16 and like 14. Um, cause it was right before their birthdays. And, uh, I sat them down and my son at the time was with Jacob right before COVID was two. And, um, and my husband, I was like, I've had something that I've been wanting to tell you guys for a long time. And I know it's going to sound really freaky and really weird and like mom's lost her mind I go but I want you to keep in mind that I always know when you guys are up to shit right and they were like yes you do and I turned to my husband right honey like you can't lie to me right yeah okay so based on that that I always know what the fuck is going on and you guys are like how did you know that I don't know I just knew um I don't want to scare you but something's coming and you won't be able to go to school either one of you and you're not going to be able to go to work now my husband works for hollywood but he works for hollywood like behind the scenes he's a rigger so he does all the you know grunt work the laborious work is what he does he's very much a blue collar worker and not at all the hollywood person right Um, and so he turned to me and was like hollywood doesn't shut down and i go i know but they're going to and he was like, no, you don't understand. I go, no, you don't understand. Like Channel <laughs> 7 and Disney and all of these places and all of these shows. Because there was a while where he was working. Um, there was a show, I don't know if you're familiar with it. I can't talk much about it. But there was a show called How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. And it was a very popular show. It ended finally after like seven or eight or nine seasons, whatever. Anyways, so he was working on that show, I think around that time. Either that or Grownish. And I was, and he, you know, so with Hollywood, like they don't shut down. (laughs) They don't, they're always working 24 seven. You don't see them, but you, they're there. And if you are out driving around the streets at two, three in the morning, come back from a club or whatever the heck you're going to see them depend, you know, in particular areas around LA, you see the trucks and you know that there's the star wagons. That's Hollywood. They're filming something. Yeah. So he turned to me and was like, there's no way that they're going, that Hollywood would ever shut down. And I go, well, it's not up to Hollywood whether or not they want to shut down or stay open. So I'm just letting you know. He goes, well, how do you know this? They all were, how do you know, why do you think this and how do you know this? I go, well, I had a dream. And they, literally my daughter, my oldest daughter burst out laughing. And I started crying at that point. And I was like, I know that what I'm telling you sounds completely nuts, but I, I'm I'm telling you this because I am a hundred percent certain that it's going to happen. So when it does happen, please try not to be too scared because I'm just letting you know that that's, this is what's going to happen. Right. So I think it was maybe two weeks later or so my husband called me from work. Um, they were having an emergency meeting or something. They were suddenly going to go on hiatus the next week. And my husband called me and goes, what do you think this is about? And I go, well, I guess that everything's going to shut down next week. He goes, why do you say shut down? I go, I don't know that because it's going to shut down because everything's going to be closed because we won't be able to go anywhere or do anything. At this point, you didn't know why or how. I knew. 
I knew you, it wasn't on TV. So even though my okay. husband was like trying to find stuff, I'm like, you're not going to find anything. You're not going to find anything. The most okay. you'll find right now is, and I showed him, I go, so look it. If you look up stuff about China, watch. I just typed in. I don't know why I thought this, but I went to China. I typed in a few things. I go, see, something's going on over there. I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I feel like I even call it spike. My spidey senses, honey, tell me that it is some kind of illness. It's some bullshit that they're going to pull. And, uh, and back then, Trump was, was still the president, right? And so my husband very quickly was like, I go, do you believe me? And he said, yes, I do believe you. Um, the only reason something like this would happen right now is for them to remove Donald, you know, President Trump from office. And I was like, I think you're right, but I feel like it's much bigger than that. Yeah. Like something's coming that's much, much, much bigger than just removing President Trump from office. And I go, but I don't doubt that you are, you know, you're not wrong. So at this point, I still wasn't sure, though. This was before I really researched a lot into terrain theory and germ theory and just all the things. And um, but something just told me that I should be careful before I understand more about what's going on. So they didn't want to jump the gun too much. right? Right. So he did. He did end up, you know, Hollywood shut down. Obviously, he came home on a Friday and was like, they told me not to come back to work next week. I'm on hiatus. I'm like, you're kidding. Nope. I go, all right. I guess it's happening next week. Um, this was before Trump had announced anything. At, my daughters came home and said the same thing. Um, my youngest daughter, my middle daughter, really looked like she was freaked out. And then when the last day of school came. Like that? <laughs> when, yeah. When the last day of school came, she didn't want to speak to me at all about anything she was really upset um yeah she was just really angry that she was gonna be able to be at school and cheer and all that stuff um like typical teenage girl crap and and i understand it's totally valid because all of our kids have been completely fucked over and they keep being fucked over and um i guess for me ultimately i don't i really don't want this to end up being super long but um i ended up uh just waiting to see what would happen. And when everything was announced and it was shut down, um, my daughters just acted really different. My middle daughter asked to go to her dad's house. So I've been divorced from my ex-husband now for over 10 years, 11 years. Um, he's very much a narcissistic, awful, awful person, hypocritical person. And uh, he's basically has used this entire situation to turn my daughters more against me. Like it's been a rocky... Wow situation anyways between us all um and uh and he just used it to his advantage that's all i can really say and so that's i mean really when i think about it and i tell my husband this and my son and stuff that god has a plan for every single human person on this earth every soul has a plan that god's given them and every soul has a plan that the devil has is going to do everything he can to get you to follow his plan and not God's plan. Uh, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. And awesome. So I really feel like, yeah, at least for me in my life, there's absolutely, I mean, my teenage years, my twenties, I was totally on the way to hell. And I luckily found Jesus when I did, when I was about 17, 18, um, after some awful decisions that I made and dealt with the consequences. And, um, 
I mean, I'm not going to say like my entire life changed. My life changed, but it, I was not in any way, shape or form really, truly um, growing spiritually at 17 <laughs> or at 18 or at 19 or at 20 or at 21. Who is me, right? I mean, I really wasn't. Not to, the, not to the extent and not to the way that I have felt specifically since May 19th of this year. Um, oh, the day after my birthday. What was that? That's the day after my birthday. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, um, I don't know. I guess for me, the whole COVID thing really—I mean, it completely changed my entire life. Like my—I think it, I think it woke up a lot of people. My my—I mean, I had started waking up years and years and years prior, and I stopped vaccinating my son on his second after his second uh, year vaccines. Uh, shots, I should say, because they're not vaccines, they're all, all bullshit. Um, because he started having he something, he had a reaction after his first year. And the second year, I let him do one other shot. And I was like, something's fucking wrong. I don't like this shit. I went home. I was upset. There was all sorts of things that happened. And ultimately, I ended up I'm not mom, I went back to the pediatrician's office and was like, I demanded the, the, the inlet, the leaflet that comes inside the whatever the hell they gave him. Yep. I took it home. I researched the hell out of it. I looked, I highlighted. I mean, I, it was like a, t a, a textbook for me. I really was like, what the fuck is this? And, and that was one of the first things that really opened my eyes. I was like, if they could have lied, if they could have been lying about all of this for this long, they're lying about everything else. Yep. Absolutely. Everything else is a lie. If this much has been a lie. I mean, I grieved, I sobbed, I yelled, I screamed. I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. Waking up is not like a joyous rainbow farting. Absolutely, thing. dude. It's it not painful. at all. It's extremely painful. It is psychologically and emotionally traumatizing as fuck to wake up and be like, wow, I've been lied to about what I've been putting in my fucking kids. I've been lied to about what I've been putting in my body what I've been eating. I've been everything. Every single thing has been an absolute lie. So even though I always knew, um, there's something wrong with Dallas Reigns, mom. Like, look at that dude. He never ages like channel seven. No, he's like an alien or some kind of robot or something. I don't understand. Who's so that? Now, now it's like, okay. So then the, that little girl at 10 was obviously right and knew what <clears> the <throat> fuck was going on. But living in LA is very, different than anywhere else in this world i would imagine i've traveled a lot we we ended up traveling me and my husband i convinced them to do a cross-country road trip summer of 2020 we left california because the girls left they didn't want to live with us anymore they went and moved in with their dad because oh, mom's shit. crazy yeah so they moved wow out. my my middle daughter left the day after the last day of school and i have hardly seen her maybe five or six times since she left in March of 2020. Still uh, to this day? To this day. She still fucking thinks you're crazy after all the shit that's been going on. Yes. <sighs> and she's actually, my middle daughter is actually the one that's more awake by far. Right. My oldest is completely indoctrinated. She is a full-blown Marxist and doesn't even realize it or want to accept it at all. When my oldest daughter started, 
the public schools, I tell this to everybody. If anyone hears anything out of anything I say and they're a parent or are going to be a parent someday, pull your motherfucking kids out of the damn public schools. They are yeah. not public schools. Oh, they're yeah. not education centers. They're not educating the children. They're, they are they're indoctrination camps. They are yeah. brainwashing the children at these places, at these buildings. They're not schools. They're indoctrination camps. They're indoctrination facilities. I don't fucking call them schools anymore. They're not. Absolutely. I'm a high school dropout myself. I dropped out when I was 16. I felt I, bad about yeah. it my entire life, my whole life. I felt I, like I barely uh, passed high school. I just, I the only reason why I wanted to pass high school was just to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and, I, and I just, my dad gave me the. I would have totally done that, except my dad gave me the option at 16, and was like, "Do you want to?" You're either going to continue high school, which for me meant summer school, continuation school, all the bullshit. And he goes, or you can go to work. And I'm like, uh, I'll go to work. I don't, why would I go back there? I can't stand anyone there. I can't stand the kids. I can't stand the fucking teachers. The principal has told me to my face in front of you that I'm never going to amount to anything because I oh. don't agree with the shit that they're saying in the classrooms. Right. I'm the kid that would always get into a fight, but it wasn't always a fist fight. There was lots of fist fights, but it wasn't always a fist fight. It was most of the time, the older I got, I was arguing with the teachers because I couldn't stand what they were saying. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. And, and not only that, but like, why would you want to learn about the shit that they're teaching? Like, I've only, I've only aced a few of my classes or a few of my courses in high school because the teacher made it interesting but it, right. doesn't, it wasn't necessarily what i wanted to learn about right no i understand i felt the same way being at school i really did i couldn't i couldn't stand it i really fucking I hated it and i went to a few different high schools and i just really didn't like it so anyway so i left high school i started working when i was 18, <coughs> making money and um ultimately I don't remember how I got to talking about that, but living in LA just sucks. I've always hated it. I've never wanted to, I never wanted to stay in the Valley. So, and I've traveled, I've traveled as often as I possibly can. Um, but the summer of 2020, we decided to rent an RV. It was me, my husband, our son, and we went across 26 States um, over the course of like a month. And I will tell you, that we did not see hardly any Biden flags. There was hardly nowhere else in this country other than California and a few other states, uh, New Mexico, um, Chicago, you know, Illinois, a few other states around there were people masked and crazy, like outside. Everywhere else for the most part that we went People were just living their lives and there really wasn't much of an issue. South Dakota never closed. South Dakota never closed. They never in implemented masking or and testing nothing. So we ended up there and we celebrated our son's birthday inside of a steakhouse. Thought that's great. May 21st, we were on 2020, we were in South Dakota at a steakhouse. Nobody was masked. Nobody was, life was totally normal. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'll move here. Other than the fact that the winters are freezing beyond anything. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful state. And ultimately, when we got back, 
So for me, I start, like I do research. I've been researching and I've been, I've always been the person asking why and asking questions my entire life. So it's, this just became something different to research into. And for me, really, I guess I just felt compelled. There's really no other way for me to explain it. It was like, I had to look up stuff because it would pop into my head and I didn't know where the fuck it came from. Right. So things like when we got back from the cross cross country trip, it was in uh, late June, July of 2020. And I started having what my husband referred to as the red dream because in this dream, um, and it went on for the rest of the year until January 6th happened. And when January 6th happened was when my phone was going crazy because a bunch of people on Instagram and stuff on the other page I used to have were calling me and texting me like this. What's, are you watching your TV? I'm yes, I'm watching it. Doesn't this look to you like what you described in that dream? Yeah, it kind of does. And it's totally freaking me the fuck out, actually. Thanks. Um, because <laughs> the dream that I had, because the dream that I had, this was what I dreamt. So my husband called it, nicknamed it the red dream. This is what it was. <clears throat> All I remember seeing was a, a big building, a large building. It was a very important building, but I couldn't quite see it clear enough to tell what building it was, what the structure was. But I knew it was a very important structure. It was an important building surrounded by grass, concrete, lots of concrete, waters nearby. And it was filled to the brim with people, tons of people, lots of red. That's what I kept saying, lots of red. What's the red mean, honey? I don't know. I'm not sure. But there's lots and lots of red. There's lots of violence. People are very angry. Um, and I'm scared when I wake up and, uh, and that kept happening over and over and over and over. It was just the building and a lot of people and very angry and a lot of red. And I was really scared and there was water nearby and I'm like, I don't know, something really bad. And then I started having dates and the dates that popped into my head were December 20th, which I found out later when I investigated that day. So Instagram changed. If you look up December 20th of 2020 Instagram changed or 2021. I think it was in no 2020 Instagram changed their uh, privacy settings. They changed a bunch of things with their privacy. It was either, I think it was December 20th of 2020. And, um, and then it was December 24th, January 6th and January 20th. Those were the four dates that I had in my head along with that dream. I was like, I don't know. Stuff ended up happening on those dates. But January 6th by far was the only date out of those four that coincided with the dream and with what actually happened January 6th, right? That was which was which was not an insurrection. No, not at all. <laughs> planned. I'm planned. still fucking watching. My dad's watching this shit on TV still. And I'm like, you know, that was not an insurrection, right? No. There was I, every time I say that. If it was such an insurrection, the building would have been fucking burned to the ground. Absolutely. Like and they just fucking let the people in. No, like, let's be clear on a couple different things. A pandemic means people are dying in the streets. That's what a right. fucking pandemic means. And I will tell you that in downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row has quadrupled at least. At least. There are so many more homeless people in Los Angeles County. 
okay? Under every single freeway bridge, I, I post this on my story. Whenever I have to drive through LA to see my parents, and I'm like, that's the only reason I'm going, um, I will videotape and show everybody. Do you see? This is what it actually looks like here. So if you think this place is fucking glamorous, you are out of your mind. Right. Hollywood looks like shit. There is no pretty part of Hollywood anywhere, anymore other than maybe Rodeo Drive. Nobody can afford anything on Rodeo Drive anyways. So and and also, all not only that, but like if there's a fucking pandemic, then shouldn't the homeless people be fucking dying off first? Exactly. And that's always been, that was my question when I was in LA because we were living in Burbank and that's where we moved from. So we left Burbank the end of 2020 and we actually went to the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Ohio, and it was awful. And we were there for about two and a half months and then decided this isn't how we want to do things. We came back to California in January of 2021. We were homeless for about two and a half, three months. And we lived in hotels. We stayed with family, but they were liberal nuts. So we left. And oh, like, shit. Oh, yeah. We left. I was like, I would seriously rather fucking sleep in the car than stay at her house. I won't say because I just will be. I don't want to embarrass my husband. But like, no, just there was people in our family, both of our families, both sides of our family are, for the most part, completely into all of the hoax like they just believe it all they're all about oh, yeah. it. they are all same, about same it here same here yeah yeah and we're the crazy i mean i've been the crazy one for a long time i've been the black sheep anyways in my family for a long time i don't care but yeah. this now is something where for so for two over two years up until may 19th of this year because of what happened to me i very much was was like every other fucking mama bear every other mama bear who ends up hearing this i'm not telling you not to fight i'm not but i fought i fought tooth and fucking nail okay my oldest daughter was raped at burbank fucking high school and when they were supposed to have the trial and when they were supposed to start the investigation they fucking paused it because covid began so my passion Jesus and my rage ran so deep against that school district, so deep, okay, that I was ready to be arrested. I was ready to be killed. I was ready. I was ready to be like, I'm, you're not getting away with this. I was at the Burbank High School. I was at the, the, you know, the office, the school board office, which closed, leave, lady, you can't, all the, I've been through all of it. Me and my son were kicked out of playgrounds in Burbank by police officers at 8.30 a.m. That is no so fucked. No one else at the park. No one's there. That um, is so fucked never, up, dude. It is. It's insane. I will never go back to Trader Joe's, Starbucks, Sprouts, Whole Foods, Costco. These places can fuck off because those were the places I went to to get food for my son. And they didn't just refuse me service, but once I got a medical mask exemption letter from my doctor to show them, I don't wear these. Why don't I wear these? Because trauma, bitch. I don't wear them. I don't wear them. I don't wear them because my brain doesn't know the difference between the trauma that I've survived and the thing on my face. That's if I really want to get into it with somebody, which in LA, I had to. Like not I to mention, to. not to mention the fucking particles that are in those fucking masks it's that disgusting. everybody's breathing in. It's disgusting. I, I, 
I did it in the beginning so that I could get groceries from the grocery store, right? But what happened for me very quickly, like very quickly, maybe within a month, was I'd go into the store with it on with my son and within half an hour, I'm, I can't breathe. I can't fucking breathe. And eventually what ended up happening was I started passing out. I started hyperventilating and then passing out. And it got to the point where I didn't understand why the fuck this is happening to me so severely. And so talking with my therapist, what I figured out was that, um, cause this really like the whole, my body, my choice movement can kiss my ass. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. Because I am that person. I am completely that fucking person. My ex-husband fucking raped me multiple times when I was married to him, when I was drunk, when I was passed out. And for me, my brain, my brain does not know the difference between a motherfucking mask over my face so that they feel comfortable and his hand or whatever the hell he put on my face. So I didn't realize that though, because it's been over a decade, right? It's been a long time since that's happened to me. But my brain knows that it happened. And my brain does not differentiate between the mask and the hand. So I ended up um, getting an exemption letter. And when these stores and these businesses wouldn't allow me to get food for my child, um, I was the person that was in LA. I mean, I'm sure I've got to be on videotape somewhere. Someone, a somewhere, crazy lady, right? some liberal somewhere has for sure put me up on their Facebook, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm that person that was like, I have, I-, I was raped. I-, I yelled it out. I screamed it out at every single store because it became something that I didn't understand how legally any of this could happen but more so than that i didn't understand how other humans right other fucking humans that are looking at my face other women other mothers with their children in the store their masks i'm not and i'm staring at their eyes like from a mother to a mother i need to feed my kid like stand up and say something no nobody does nobody of course. does and what I realized very quickly living in L.A. was that um, the only way that I was going to be able, and I thank God I'm the way I am, because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to survive this living here if I don't, if I don't become more powerful than they are. If right. I don't present myself in a way, like it's almost like people call it the Napoleon complex, right? Because I'm very short. I'm five foot. I'm five foot and I'm like 110, 115 pounds. I'm a small woman. So for me to walk into a store, grocery store in Los Angeles County, okay, to get groceries or anything and not wear a mask and just have my naked bare face. Today, it's not as severe today. But then again, they're about to implement the mask mandate in LA in about two weeks again. Watch. Just watch. I, oh, I'm well, going to give it about right? two, I'm going to give it two, maybe three weeks. I'm just guessing. The, mon- the monkeypox thing is going to fucking come around. And for make- sure. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for them to implement it again because as soon as they do, everybody in LA just like, I mean, they're like robots. They just follow suit and do whatever. And then there's me. Gavin, who- Gavin Mussolini. Yeah, he's horrible. He's a horrible, horrible oh, person. He's, he's Pelosi's nephew. Oh, really? Newsom is Pelosi's nephew. You didn't know that? I, I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Gavin Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's fucking. Surprise, surprise, shocker. Uh, They're all connected. They are all connected. I should make posts showing all the connections with everybody. They're all connected. All of them. All of them are connected by either marriage or blood. Dude, I was at a fucking, uh, I was at the mall today mm-hmm. and uh, sort of derail you, but uh, I was at the mall today and I, I had to pick up a few things and then, and uh, I sat down and I had a bite to eat and I saw this family sitting in front of me mm-hmm. and uh, they were eating, no masks. And all of a sudden, as soon as they got up, they put their fucking masks on and walked <laughs> And I said, I thought, I thought to myself, I said it out loud, like, not, but like, oh, so you're done eating, so it's gonna attack you now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, fucking very, stupid, man. It's very, it's very scary, Davy. It's a very smart, very scary, but not deadly. It only picks what wants to kill type of virus. Okay. It's, it's it's up here in the air when you're walking to the table, but when you sit at the table, it's gone. All right, that's the kind yeah. Of virus as soon as you if as soon as you start eating, it's not going to bother you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's a very smart virus. That's all. It's just smart. It's super intelligent. You know why? Because yeah. it's AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to me that they even do any of this. Uh, it's like at it for the past three fucking years now i'm like i'm telling people like as soon as we didn't have to start as soon as we didn't have to wear the mask anymore boom like i had to wear it at work and outside okay yeah and that. no people yeah and it was like here. 40 it was like 100 degree weather in the summer of that year where we had to wear it and i'm like and my boss at the time He's like, where's your mask, David? I'm like, uh, it's like 40 degrees out here. I'm not wearing it. He's like, well, it's policy to wear it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to wear it out in 40 degree weather. Right? Yeah. 40, deg- 40 degrees uh, Celsius up here is like 100 there, right? And um, and I'm like, okay, are well. You, are you in Canada? I'm in Canada, yeah. Holy crap, I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm near Toronto. And anyway, oh, I um, tell you about one of the other dreams that I had then because it was about Canada. He was he was like, um, well, it's policy, so you can either wear it or go home. And I'm like, okay. So I started taking off my gloves, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not wearing the fucking mask, so I guess I'm going home." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, man. It is. It's very. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. It makes no sense to me at all. None. It's it's not it's not a thing. It's just it's just a version thing. That's all it is. And people seriously don't see that. They don't see how. I mean, my own parents don't see it. My parents don't see it. And I was raised by parents who only fucking and because of oh my god. I'm a first generation American. What are your oh my god? What are your thoughts on the Holocaust? I'm I'm curious. You're Jewish, right? I'm I'm curious to know your your thoughts on the Holocaust. The Holocaust, I I completely believe that the Holocaust happened, but I also very much, and that's just because seen way too many pictures. I've been to Israel. I've seen footage. I've seen videos. I've met people that were survivors of the. 
that have the tattoos, like I've met them. It's not as ignorant as someone's Holocaust happened. Now I will say But was there was there as many people that died that they say that that died? Um that was there as many people that died that they say they died? I'm sure if it was really six million Was there as many people that died that's that they say died, do you think? Um, I think there had to have been close to six million, if not about that, because of this reason. I have read into the Holocaust. Like when I say I research things, I research everything. I research everything. So I know that there are Holocaust deniers. I know and I have seen all of the stuff about denying the Holocaust. I've seen all that stuff that says that the Holocaust never existed. I've watched the documentaries about the Holocaust not existing, um, that it never happened with the people. There was a documentary I saw where it was like, oh, well, this chimney couldn't have been here and it couldn't have been this way and it couldn't have been that way. And I've seen all of that stuff. And I've also seen all the things that prove that it did happen. So what I personally have come to my conclusion and because it just has affected my family. Like I literally have family members. There's pictures. You know what I mean? Like my photo albums are not the same photo albums that other families have. My photo albums that I've seen that my mother has showed me, that family in Israel has showed me, you can see that there are people in our Right. They have the fucking tattoos on their arms. I'm like, I'm sorry that you don't believe it. Yeah. Can you tell me where this tattoo came from? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a denier. I'm not a denier, but I, is it as bad as they say it was? Yes. Yeah. Right? That's, was. The, that's it my was, question. It was, as, it was as bad as they say that it was, and it was actually worse. Because what they're doing right now is using <clears throat> the exact same fucking tactics that they used during the Holocaust. And it amazes me that mm-hmm. not enough people are realizing it. So I'll tell you real quick from just the, what I've studied and what I know. I researched the Holocaust since I was a kid. Like, I was listening, I was like 11, 12. I mean, mm. I've been, this has been my life. I'm Jewish. I was born Jewish. I was born right. to a Jewish mother, a Jewish father who I spoke Hebrew first. Hebrew was my first language. I was an ESL here in LA. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to rile you up. I'm just asking. No, no, no. <laughs> no, because I have friends who are like, I have friends who, who would say uh, that, you know, Hitler was not the bad guy. You know? Yeah, that's not true though. See, Hitler. <clears throat> and I'm actually, okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll put. It, I'll ask you this way, right? What it, can you imagine? A hundred years from now, people saying Biden wasn't the bad guy. He was the puppet. He wasn't the bad guy. Oh, right. He was the guy that they used. Yeah. Biden's the guy they used. He wasn't the bad guy. Newsom's the guy they used. He wasn't the bad guy. Um, let's see. What's the the dumb fuck's name from who? He's just the guy that they used. Fauci? It's not Fauci. It's not They're all fucking puppets, dude. No, he, they're, but they're not the bad guys. Come on. Right. Of course they're the fucking bad guys. They fucking who is who is the ultimate bad guy, though? The devil. Exactly. Like, ultimately? Satan. Ultimately. That's why, to me, now, after what I've been through and what I've seen, we're not stopping this. I'm so sorry to, like, break the fucking bubble to everybody. But we're not stopping and we're not ending any of this evil. We're not. It's not our job to. Especially the people that call themselves followers of Christ. 
that's not our job. That's not what God told us to do during the end times. Literally, it's in the fucking Bible. It tells you exactly what to do. And it's not go around yelling and screaming at everybody. It's not go around to all these board meetings. And um, it's definitely not spend two years of your fucking life just fighting and yelling and screaming and being angry and anxious and putting your life at risk for what? To keep my kids in what? In an indoctrination camp? To do what? So I can continue to go to Starbucks? I don't care. I don't need it. I right. don't want it. I, I, <clears throat> I honestly I can't wait for the system to fucking collapse and then we're going to see what who's who's who you know well i think i feel like we already really have and the system's 100 percent going to collapse like it's just a matter of time it's really not gonna take much longer like it, it's really it really won't i don't know who you follow like if you're on telegram and stuff but there's uh only a few pages really that i bother checking with anymore um, I really just go straight to sources, like literally straight to sources. And when I say oh, sources, yeah. I mean like the actual government pages. I don't even bother with any of the other bullshit. Like I will look up certain things on purpose if I want to look at certain pages. But overall, there's not really a point because I see very clearly now what is coming. All the connections are to everything. Like it's just very, very, very clear to me. So, do you do you believe in the rapture doctrine? I believe in the rapture completely. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. so like before, before all the shit hits the fan, we're gonna be out of here. So th- this is my personal belief because I have read the Bible. I can say all the way through from front to back three times in my life. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, done it three. In the in like the past uh, twelve years or so. Love to. What's uh, I, same here three times uh, I've, I've studied the Bible like and read it front to back about three times uh, in the past 12 years I'm very well versed in, in the Bible if you read in Revelation right um, in Revelation it clearly says that, that the way that it's described to me in, in the book of Revelation and in Matthew, so it's Revelation. I mean, you can read all through Revelation, but it really is kind of at around, I think, chapter six, like Revelation six, Revelation seven, chapter seven, six and seven, um, and Matthew 24. So if you read those, it clearly says one will be left behind, one will be taken. Don't, it tells you, don't wait. Don't, don't go back into the house to get your things. It's very specific. Right. Don't go back yep, and yep. to get your things. Don't look back like Lot. Like Lot and Lot's wife. Lot's keep, wife yeah, around. keep your lamps keep your lamps filled with the oil. Right. He's telling you, be prepared. You, yeah, right. Yeah. He's basically telling you, be prepared. Because when the Son of Man comes, it will be in the twinkling of an eye. What does that mean? It's in the blink of an eye. That's quick. That's quick. Very so fucking quick. And it says everyone's going to see him. It says every eye will see him. That couldn't have happened other than now during our time. Because now we have internet. Lots of people have the internet. Lots of people would be able to, to see something like that happen. If they, I don't know, that's how I kind of think of it. Like, okay, technically, we are exactly in the um, decade, I would say, in the time where those types of things it's not just that they could happen. They already are 
They already are. Elon Musk already has Neuralink. It's already a thing that exists. I have made reels about it. It, it his Neuralink. There's no fucking way. What was that? There's no fucking way I'm taking any fucking uh, vaccine or any fucking thing that they push any longer. Well, I will tell you that from. I mean, if you want me to tell you what happened to me May nineteenth, I can tell you that real quick. Um, but for me, really, it was. I mean, I had a seizure and a heart attack that night, and I died five times. I was gonna and say. I, uh, let me get, get to what happened with you with that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I, to make a very long story short, but I was I had a lot of anxiety for a long time. Um, I would say at least the last year. It's been really severe. Um, it's just progressively gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And uh, just the anxiety, the depression. I mean, I miss my daughter, you know, a lot. And uh, what ended up happening was there was a doctor that I was put in touch with because um, I've been sick all year, really. I was sick earlier this year. Um, I thought, I- yeah, for. Like three months, and I thought, oh, yeah, they told me it was uh, long haul COVID. It's this, is that. Oh, and for fuck's sake. Yeah, and I did all these nebulizers, and I did, um, I was really, really, really fucking sick. Um, and I really was scared for a while. But at no point in time did I ever fucking say, I got, you know, I, they say I have COVID pneumonia. They say, they say, I think it's bullshit. They say this. You know, and people give me their opinions and whatever. And I did the protocol, the Zelenko protocol. I took all that stuff. I've got a fucking medicine, you know, cabinet here now. Ridiculously. Everything holistic that you can imagine. Um, ultimately, I got to this doctor who convinced me. See, this is how the devil works. The devil used this doctor to get to me. How did the devil use this doctor to get to me? Well, the devil knew that I'm extremely anxious. I'm extremely depressed. I miss my daughters and I just want to see them. That to the point that he used this doctor in order to get to me through this drug Xanax. So if you don't know what Xanax is, it's a benzodiazepine. It's the most addictive drug on earth. Actually, it's right. more addictive than heroin. It's more addictive than nicotine. Um, benzodiazepines are, in my opinion, uh, Satan's dick drug. That's really what it is. It is the worst, 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 most dangerous earth. And people snort that shit he, too. That's the drug that he convinced me to take <clears throat> and therapy um, for anxiety. And I really feel like the reason why I was able to be so deceived and so tricked and so manipulated is because number one, I was like all those other moms today, especially out here in California who are very fucking, we're going to end this. We're ending this. We, the people, we, the people, we, the, we, the boastful, arrogant, prideful. We don't need God actually. Cause we're going to end all this shit. Okay. People, right. Yeah. We are going to do it. All right. Us. We got it. And if you say that we're not going to do it, then you're not a patriot and you're not American and fuck you. And that is ultimately what God was like with me. Like, I really got kicked in the ass that night, May 19th, because 
what ended up happening was that when I had the seizure, the doctor cut me off of the Xanax. He cut me off the Xanax like a week prior to me having the seizure. And he cut me off of the Xanax because I asked him for a taper. I didn't want to be on it anymore. I knew what it was doing. I knew that um, I was heading somewhere very dangerous and very bad because it is highly addictive. And even if you don't want to take it, your body will metabolize it and it, you will just end up addicted to it. There is nothing you can do. It's not your fault that you became addicted to it. It's the way the drug was designed. It was designed to get you addicted to it. That's pharmacia. Yes, exactly. Sorcery. And, yeah. And he, I got very addicted to it and I ended up having a seizure May 19th. Um, I had a heart attack. I had a seizure and uh, there's a drug that I guess they have to give you or that they gave me to stop my heart from having another heart attack. And so what I remember happening was, uh, I mean, I know I was in the bathroom when it happened. Um, I was on the toilet. I was peeing. I was looking at my phone and I was reading, I was reading screenshots of, uh, messages that my oldest daughter had sent me that morning on Instagram. So um, that morning, May 19th, my oldest daughter had started tagging me in a bunch of stories where she just was ragging on me and saying a lot of really hurtful, awful things that her father, of course, and lots of other people have uh, filled her head with about me that are not true. And um, I was reading them as they were coming in. I was really anxious. I was really, really upset. I was really depressed. Um, it was May 19th. It was just about a week and a half prior was Mother's Day. Um, I didn't hear from either one of my daughters. I basically cried and sobbed that entire day and, uh, and drank a lot. And I was on the Xanax. And drinking and Xanax do not mix. It's very, very, very dangerous. And I'm extremely, extremely blessed that I'm alive. Like, seriously. You don't mix Xanax and alcohol. It's very dangerous. It can kill you right. very easily. And, um, so when, uh, when my husband found me in the bathroom, I was seizing, um, locked, he had to break the door open to get me out. And, uh, I guess I stopped seizing at some point. He put me on the bed, called the paramedics, called, you know, 911. I remember seeing him and knowing that I, like, I recognized him, but I couldn't quite tell what who I couldn't say his name I couldn't really speak too well um he was asking me questions and yelling at me and then I realized he was saying my name and that's why he was yelling at me um and then there was paramedics in my room just lots of big guys in white uh yelling all sorts of stuff at me and asking me all sorts of questions I didn't know what the fuck they were asking <laughs> I was like I should know the answers to these things I think like what day is it Right. I don't, I, I don't even think that the words that came out of my mouth didn't sound like words. It sounded more like noises. Um, and that scared me. And then I remember seeing my husband and asking him to sing to me. Um, cause my heart felt like it was going to explode. Literally, I kept saying my heart's going to explode. And then I heard them say 180 and, um, they told my husband to get out of the room. I remember that. And, uh, and then they said, uh, 
so we're going to have to stop your heart. Try not to be scared and try not to freak out. And the clearest thought I can remember having right before I died the first time was this is really bad. <laughs> this is not good. Something really bad must have happened to me. You're completely overcome. I, I, I overcome. I mean, I just had no idea what the fuck was going on. I really was like absolutely terrified. Um, I knew something really bad happened to me, but I didn't know what it was. And some part of my brain thought, I remember having this thought in the back of my head, I must've had a seizure. It must've happened. Cause I have, I've had a benzo withdrawal induced seizure actually that I survived for in May of 2009. So when I say the devil knows you, the devil knows you, the devil knows us and he knows how to get to us. And Whoa. the devil knew that he could get to me with this drug because that's how he got to me last time. And why? Because I personally feel I'm such an empath. I am so intuitive that if I cannot very clearly connect to my intuition, okay, I'm lost. And it's not just that I'm lost. I'm like numb. If I don't have a clear connection to my intuition, I have to be numb. It's either one or the other. And Xanax numbs you. It numbs you completely. That's what it does. It numbs you. You don't really feel anything. You might feel rage. You might feel elated and happy, but you don't feel all the other things other than anxiety. You'll feel anxiety. And you'll feel anxiety and anxious anytime you don't take the pill. And you have to take the pill more and more and more often because it starts to give you anxiety because it fucking backfires on your brain. And right. it does that within two weeks. But the doctors don't tell you that it does that within two weeks. But my dumbass already knew that going into it the second time around. <clears throat> so for me, really going into it the second time around, I would be lying if I told you I didn't want to die because I did. There was a big part of me that wanted to die because I just missed my daughters and I missed my life. And yes, I have my son. And I love my son, but I don't know any mother who has lost her children that doesn't feel like part of her is dead forever. It doesn't ever go away. I don't personally believe that it's ever going to go away. It's ever going to get better. Um, hopefully. And I pray to God that someday my daughters wake up and um, seek me out or I'm able to contact them again. But ultimately for me after, so maybe I'll go back to what happened because I know you want me to tell you. Um, so the first time that I died, really, I'll put it this way. I'm laying in the bed. They told me that they were going to stop my heart and everything went black. And the next thing I know, I'm standing. See, every time I talk about this, I'm grinning. I was standing in this huge open field of grass and wildflowers. And it's not the kind of grass and wildflowers that we've ever seen here on this earth. It doesn't exist here. It's not here. The right. grass, the blades are so thick <clears throat> and the flowers were so thick and so big and they're moving. You could reach out and grab them and put your whole hand around them and you wouldn't, it wouldn't, you wouldn't really be even touching them. You went to the new earth. I went to heaven. I was, in yeah. heaven. I was in heaven. And when I stood there and saw and realized like the grass and the flowers and the way it smelled and the way it felt, it was so overwhelming. 
such an incredibly peaceful, warm feeling. I don't really know how to describe it. You, you went to where in the Bible it says the meek shall inherit the earth, right? It's not this earth. No. This earth, earth. This earth is yeah. uh, ruled by this earth. Right, it is. Uh, this earth is the completely new, ruled the by earth, The new earth is what we will inherit. Right. So That's this where you went when I you went about Was, I mean, it was just so gorgeous. It was so beautiful. And then I, uh, and then I was back in my bed all of a sudden. And, um, and they were yelling all sorts of stuff at me and I was really confused. I didn't know what the hell they wanted. And, uh, and then they were, uh, said that they were taking me to the hospital and they were bringing the gurney in and all that stuff. And they brought the gurney in and they took me, they were taking me out of the house. They were taking me out of the house. I can't help you with that right now. Honey. They were taking me out of the house and. On the, on the stretcher out the front door. Hold on, my son's asking me a question real quick. That's all good. That's what it says. Sorry. Um, so uh, I was back on the bed, and when I was back on the bed again, they took me to on the stretcher. And when I was on the stretcher outside, I remember my son coming up to me because his birthday is on the 21st. And uh, he was turning five on the 21st. He came up to me and said, um, went to give me a kiss on the cheek and looked at the, the paramedics and said, um, you need to bring my mommy back tonight. And they said, we, we're going to bring your mommy back tonight. And he was like, okay, because I, uh, at my birthday, I'm turning five years old and my mom. They were, yes, we're bringing your mommy back cheap and stairs they took me out to the ambulance and it basically happened again i guess five times because of they gave me this drug that is called kepra helps your heart your heart and slows your heart so it slows your heart down and stops it can't stop it and they use that for people that have had um, heart attacks so that they don't have enough heart attacks and uh I guess they gave that to me five times, and it was five times that I can say I was in heaven. The first time, I was just in the grass. Second time I went up there, um, I saw uh, Jesus' face, and he was right in front of me, and he was everywhere, and he doesn't look like all the pictures and stupid things that we've seen at all. He I wouldn't think he very, would, yeah. He had very, very long, very big hair. Um, it wasn't a color. It wasn't even really hair, but it was. But he was glowing. Like, all behind him was just, he was glowing. Like, a light is just, that's what he is. He's just, like, walking light. I don't know how to explain it otherwise. It's like a walking light bulb, but it's Jesus. Okay? Have, you ever heard of a, have you ever heard of a Merkaba? No. Okay, so the Merkaba. Okay, so in the Bible... It says uh, when we, you know, when we cross over, we will be in our perfected spiritual form, right? Right. And so the Merkaba is what we are in. When we're in our perfected spiritual body, we're able to fly around and whatnot. We're able to be completely free and liberated. And the Merkaba is that 
vehicle, so to speak, that surrounds that the body. Yeah. That makes, that makes and it goes, that goes back to like the book of Enoch and everything. It's amazing. That makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. I, I have to read about that some more. It, it goes, it, it goes into our, uh, it goes into our chakras and like the chakras sure. and everything. Right. So like the Merkaba is like the vehicle that transports us uh, within our uh, perfected spiritual bodies, which it says it's biblical. It's all biblical. Right. Yeah, it is. That, that is all biblical. Where is daddy? Um, it says harvest the oat in field 13 and take the product to the pork grain. Sorry, he's playing some track. Um, <laughs> he needs me to read, I don't know, the prompts to him or something. Anyways, um, I will tell you, though, that when I, when, I, when I went back up there, I mean, people don't want to hear this, I guess, maybe, because I have told a few people this. But, like, God is very pissed off. God, the Father, is extremely angry and very sad really really i can't i don't even know how to put it into words because when i all i can tell you is what i experienced like i was there i saw jesus he was very warm and loving and amazing and his eyes were flames flames were in his eyes that's what i saw and i heard uh god's voice god the father's voice it doesn't jesus didn't speak to me he just was standing in front of me smiling and hugging me and he was everywhere. So he was in front of me, but he was everywhere. It was very, very weird and amazing. And um, warm and inviting and loving. Oh, it's just amazing. Like the most peaceful, it's warm, like cuddly. Love. It's it's just the cuddliest, like warmest, just coziest, peaceful. It's unlike anything I've ever. Anytime I really am like out of my mind down here now, I'm like fuck. I just want to go home. I, I try to close my eyes and remember how that felt. Right. I'm so glad that I did the live that I did on Father's Day and that I put it up on my Instagram because I just, and I have it on my phone. I just will, I will literally skip through my own video and go to 16, 17 minutes to hear myself describe what heaven was like. So I don't forget because it's, I don't think I could forget it, but at the same time, hearing me describe it is, is great. Like, it just really makes me happy. Um, but God was very angry. He was very angry at me. And he told me why he was angry at me. told me very clearly, you're all being extremely boastful and arrogant. Um, it's not your job to stop any of this. And you're not going to stop any of this because it has to happen. And it has to happen for Jesus yeah. to come back. And Jesus is the one that's going to stop it. And, yeah. and, and, and it was so clear and I, and, and I mean, and God said to me, like, did, did you, th- I thought I was dead. I was like, I'm in my dad. Am I in heaven? Like, why am I here? And God very clearly was said to me, did you've been asking to come here? Did you not think that we wouldn't bring you here? Did you think we wouldn't bring you here? You've been asking to come here, Libby. And I stood there in front of Jesus in the grass in- looked over to my right I remember this so clearly I looked over to my right and off in the distance was the most gigantic castle I've ever seen not even a joke like the new Jerusalem you can't see how high it goes because it's so high you can't see how how far out the depth is because it just keeps going forever it just keeps going it's gigantic 
there really are golden gates. There actually really is gigantic, enormous golden gates. And the pattern that I saw in them was the most intricate, geometrical, perfect, like flowers. All every, it was just, I want to paint it really. I'm, I'm an artist. I haven't had time to paint this year. I haven't painted at all. I'm going to paint it someday though. I'm going to, because it was so. Incredible. Get on it. <laughs> well, I have to move into my RV first and go start the farm. Um, but, uh, but no. So tell, so tell me, tell me how, tell me, uh, that story. Like, how did uh, you, that story uh, is God told me to do it. So, okay. So describe that. Um, I mean, it was just very clear. He just was told it me that. Dream? Was it through your dreams or was it, it through? No, it wasn't the dream. It was May 19th. It was that night. It was one of the times that they must have put that stuff in my body and stopped my heart. Right. One of the last times I was there, he was just very angry and told me that I was focusing my energy on the wrong thing. Um, hold on one second. There's rice in here that's ready. Um, told me I was focusing my energy on the wrong thing. And that what I needed to be doing instead of um, uh, grieving and obsessing over my daughters and um, other people was that I needed to be creating what would mm -hmm. sustain um, me and my son for what's to come. And because I remember him very clearly, I wanted to go in. He was like, do you want to be here? And I said, yes. And he said, do you, you, you know, it's not your time to be up here. And um, he's like, why don't you want to go back there? And Obviously, I, after dying. I, very, I said, because there's too much hate and there's not enough love down there. Right. I don't like it. I don't fit there. I don't... We I, we are meant as Christ followers to harvest souls for the light side, you know? That's what our purpose is. Right. Ultimately, no, like, whether you, whether you do, like, whether you're a rock star speaking truth or you're just a digital creator, we're all in it together to get pull people towards the positive and light side, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that should be what our goal is. But I feel like for myself, it was clear to me that although I felt like that's what I was doing, I wasn't. And I wasn't. That's the truth. I wasn't. You are now, though. Now I am. And now I have been. And, and a lot of people don't like it. A lot of the... That's I okay. Won't, I won't name, like, the larger, you know, uh, whatever, Patriot pages, especially some of the, you know, ladies that have originated out in California. Um it just really saddens me because I will literally send them stuff that I found or send them maybe a reel or two or whatever that I've made or a post. So they have the information or I'll ask them, like, do you know about this? Like recently, I'm like, do you know about the hundred mile border exclusion zone? Huh? There's a hundred mile border exclusion zone all around the country. Huh? At every international airport. <laughs> you know, about right. that? Right. Is that a real thing? Oh? Yes, it's a real thing. Here, <laughs> I sent you the real. Do you see? Look at it. It's so funny. People are so ignorant because they no, don't want to. That's wanna... part of me that really gets frustrated because it's fucking it's sixty seconds to ninety seconds of your life. Yeah, it's a, a an autistic child could fucking look at it and go, <laughs> "Oh, okay," you know. Yeah, but really, these people really they want to shut 
every part of their brain off that doesn't fucking go along with the narrative of the mainstream media. Yeah, crazy. Really, really, really frustrating. So uh, it's like really- it's like my younger brother. He's seven years older than me. He's like he's I'm the youngest, right? But like I sent him a, a, a reel yesterday. I send him all kinds of cool stuff, right? That we agree upon. But once I send him something that is against the narrative, he doesn't fucking say a word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's because it, the, it's not even people will say it's the cognitive dissonance. Okay, you can call it cognitive dissonance. That's definitely what it is. But to really get someone to... Because I had to look up what cognitive dissonance even means. I didn't know what that meant when I first heard right. those words. Um, I personally feel like it's it, it, it's more this, okay? Because this is what it was for me, and I know this is what it was for my husband and for a lot of people that I've known. It's This is the belief that I have, and I have this belief, and I don't want to let go of this belief because this belief makes me who I am. Part of who I am is based off of this belief. I don't know, whatever the belief is. The world is round. Uh, viruses make you sick. Um you know, whatever the belief is. And to let go of a belief is extremely difficult for literally the brain to do. It is very hard for the brain. Yeah, but you know what? Once you do, once you do let it go, it's extremely fucking liberating. Right, but then how do you let it go? Because a lot of people have no idea how the fuck to let it go. So what I've done to let it go, what's worked for me to let it go, has been either to pray to become very aware of what my belief is about anything. Gee, for the longest time, my belief was I'm fucking fat. I need to starve myself because I'm fat. So I was anorexic for 30 years because I was had the belief that I was fat. Had the belief right. that, and then the belief really is even more than that. This is just what I can control. I can't control anything else, but I can fucking control what goes in my body and what doesn't. You can't really force even. Even though you were five foot nothing and probably like 140 pounds, you're like, I'm fat. <laughs> 11 or 12 years old. So, I mean, at that Fuck. time, I was, I was a kid. I was little. Uh, 11, 12 years shouldn't be taking uh, Xenadrin and not eating. Right. But that's what I was right. doing. So, for me, people today, you know, like my, sis- my sisters, my brother, I'm the oldest of four, my parents, my, my daughters they have this belief that a virus is going to make them sick. So if I come to them and go, hold on a second, a virus isn't even what you thought it was. It's not even what you thought it was. A virus is your body's way of detoxing. Detoxing. So it's absolutely. A virus. So now what? Now what are you scared of? You can't get yeah. a virus. A virus is your body's way of detoxing. So now what? Now what are you afraid of? It's but not even a vi- it's under- not a. It's not a virus, though. It's, no, it's just your body detoxing. It's a bioweapon. There's like a people, different... people catch colds, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. their body detoxes at the same time of the fucking year, right? Uh, say that again? People don't catch colds. They, it's just that our bodies seem to detox around the same time of the year. Um, I don't know that that's even necessarily what it is from what I've read and from the research I've done with terrain theory and with germ theory. So germ theory was created by a man who created pasteurization of milk. His name is Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur created pasteurization. And he's the one that's responsible for why milk goes from raw Raw milk, which is alive milk that has probiotics, prebiotics, the enzymes needed for your body. I saw, I saw your, 
agree with it totally 100%. So that's why they fucking raw milk, right? Um, that's why they stopped serving raw milk, correct? It was because Louis Pasteur invented pasteurization and they started pasteurizing the milk. The reason they started pasteurizing the milk, if you research it, he invented pasteurization. Right around the same time he invented pasteurization, they, powers that be, were, oh my gosh, people are getting sick raw milk everywhere because there's foodborne illness, there's bacteria, they're getting sick. We have to pasteurize the milk. And they pasteurized the milk. And it began in Europe. And then it came over here. And it started here in the 1920s, 30s. And then the milk industry was born. Kaboom, cha-ching. And now it's a gigantic industry. And morons buy lactose-free or even worse. 2% milk, 1% milk. It's not milk. It's water, 90%, and then milk. Pasteurized milk. That's dead. There's nothing in it. There's yeah. no, that's why it's fortified with added vitamin D, because they took it all the fuck out. All right? That, there's nothing I, in I it. always buy homogenized. Homogenized is the same thing. It's just another pasteurization process. Right. That's all it is. I started buying raw milk because I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm done. I, if I'm going to eat something... It's going to be the actual whole food, or I'm not going to eat it. Because I gotta find find up here where I can buy raw milk. Seriously, um, I know raw milk is sold in Canada. I could say, if you look up um, getrawmilk.com, or you could look okay. up rawmilk.com. Um, yeah, those websites are really great. Get Raw Milk is a whole organization. And found and there's a foundation and stuff and a board and the more like we started we just recently started drinking raw milk and my husband who's been lactose free and has always had a problem with lactose I can vouch for he, it he could he could tolerate it right not only can he tolerate it the man actually wants to drink some milk hell yeah because it's raw milk ice okay? cold fucking raw milk man it's amazing he's like it's so creamy it's so amazing yeah and it doesn't even have the raw milk that we've been buying isn't even they they separate it so they take the cream out and so it's separate so there is some cream in it but it's not completely like if i was to have a dairy cow right a jersey dairy cow and i milk the cow and then you just strain it once the cream is going to explode to the top every single time so every time you yeah. open a bottle of milk you have to shake it first to shake the cream into the milk so right it's supposed to be that thickness so you no know, we just started buying milk from uh from the store there's a store out here called mother's market and i uh, saw i saw you with uh, i saw your post where you uh opened it for the first time like here we go yes yeah he said oh look there's cream on the top right i yeah. was like and fuck then, and yeah my and mouth was like, fucking watering <laughs> so good i made i made chocolate milk with it oh my god mm. I, was, I made a milkshake i got like i, I got strawberry ice cream I made a milkshake with it and i was just i was dancing i was saw so that good. too you were like this is the best milkshake i've ever fucking had it was amazing it was so good I like um, strawberry milk with raw milk oh yeah it was it was incredible um i mean the reason why we got the rv is really uh, a few different things so i can tell you that i i know exactly where we have to where we're gonna go where we're gonna move to but it's not something i can share publicly 
because okay. I can't have everybody in the world <clears throat> exactly where I'm going to live. But I will say that it's going to be a forest. And, um, and I will tell you that I have studied a lot of 5G maps, coverage maps. And this area, this forest does not have 5G and it will not have 5G ever. They can't install 5G in this forest. It's a gigantic forest. It is enormous. And there is a writer who used to write about this forest a lot in his novels. So if people can figure out those things, they'll figure out where this forest is. <laughs> um, I, uh, we got the RV because we are the building that we've been living in. We live in an apartment building and they started an eviction process against us because my husband had to work to take care of me. And the state of California took fucking forever to give them the paid family leave uh, money. And they started the eviction process. And so when they started the eviction process, we also had our cars into um, almost got repossessed. And uh, so to make a long story short, really, I, my, me and my husband started talking and like, we don't like California. We don't want to stay here. Um, I know what's coming. We're literally sitting ducks right now. I live five miles away from the beach, which is amazing. I'm very blessed that I've had a chance to live so close to the beach for over a year now of my life because um, I love the beach. And I, that's really the only thing I super have loved about California is the beach and the sunshine. Um, but everything else in California from when I was born and raised here in the 80s and 90s is very, very, very drastically different. I don't want we don't want our son exposed to this. I don't want him seeing these billboards. I don't, I things that people don't think about, like the billboard usage in here is ridiculous. The advertisements, the commercials, the society, just the city life. Oh, for sure, dude. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to see the concrete. I it's don't the same thing here. It's the same thing here up in Toronto. It's like, see it. I don't want to you see got it. Katy Perry fucking shaking her fucking rocket tents up on the billboards up here. It's like, fuck off. Man. Yeah. See, so I would much rather live somewhere where uh, <clears throat> it's a very small, small community. It's uh, more like a village than, you know, or a town that it's definitely not a fucking major city at all. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just want a peaceful, quiet life, really. Dude, I'm I'm a I'm a huge uh, gamer, right? Like I play a lot of video games on my off time and shit. And um, this is one game called Fallout, right? Yeah. And it's like you're like a nuclear fucking disaster, or whatever, right? Yeah, I've which, heard that I, game. which I believe is coming. Uh, it is. A nuclear, yeah. So, and the people that are surviving in this world in this game are living off the bartering system, right? And I yes. think that's what we're going to have to go back to. We will. And shout out to Ron Ron from New England from the Wicked Planet podcast. Um, he's my homeboy. He's like 59 years old, 58, 59. His show is yes. amazing. You got to check it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, he always says that we have to go back to the bartering system, like the trading system locally, right? Because that's what's going to happen. You know, like yeah. when it's a fan, we're going to have to be like, pulling our own resources and um, coming back to the bartering system, the trading system off of the system that they want us to be in. Right. 
I mean, that's ultimately what's going to happen. It's not an if, it's a when. It's yeah, going exactly. to happen. So I, I'll, t- I'll tell it to you this way, okay? America is already in the, I would say, like middle stages, past the middle stages really though, but in the middle stages of collapsing. It is. Yeah. America's not going to stand. I'm so sorry to any yep. American who's listening to this, but America is not going to last. It can't. It can't not stay this way. Hello? It fucking sucks. It karmically, karmically, it will not. Karmically, it will not. And also, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, my God. Biblically, uh, it won't. Monetarily, it won't. Yeah. Historically, any empire. I mean, there's been so many empires that have fallen that people didn't think would fall. Roman Empire fell. The Chinese Empire fell. Like Egypt. Samaria. I mean, all of them. They've all collapsed and fallen at some point. Okay. So I do things differently, which is why I eventually I ended up changing my like part of my name there to like, I was like, I've got to change this somehow. I don't know what to call it. And really it would just popped into my head like matrix bible dot connector i'm like that sounds so lame and cheesy like what the fuck is that <laughs> and i i was like no libby like what? and i just kept seeing it in my head though like but Lib- you it, libby you're connecting the matrix to the bible okay but so is everybody else yeah but not like you're doing okay but i'm not really doing it exactly libby and i'm like yeah. oh okay so now what do i do well, now you go and do it this way. Tell people this stuff. Well, but you have to. But they're not going to like me. <laughs> I'm like, who so gives a shit? I, I, I mean, I don't care. I don't. But at the same time, see, see, that's I'm the on, thing. I'm on my like kajillionth Instagram account. I'm fucking over it. I don't. Yeah, I, dude. Too many times I have, I've, I've been deleted. I've been shadow banned. Like, this is how I explain shadow banning to people that don't understand what it is. I go, so let's pretend that there's a gigantic, I don't know, hotel, museum, building, whatever. All right. You're in the very fucking back basement room. Like, you're not just in the basement room. You're in the closet of the basement. You're, you're in the fucking and, maintenance closet exactly. in the basement. And yeah. Screaming and bang on the door and nobody can hear you. No one can hear you. That's what being shadow bound is. Maybe somebody walked by and they heard you kind of muffled like, and but that's about it maybe somebody finally came by like months later and opened the door and then shut it real fast i go yeah that's being shadow banned yep and i've been there too trust me so the other the main the bigger account that i have on instagram right right now has been so highly censored and so shadow banned that there is there's been moments right times like weeks months where i can't comment I can't caption a post at all. I can't, I mean, I haven't been able to go live on that account for a year. Um, I couldn't even record stories for a little while. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't like other people's posts. I couldn't follow anybody. People couldn't follow me. Even if they got a warning that said, you know how some pages, if you go to follow, pop up a little warning. Those are the pages I know for sure are like phenomenal. If you have a warning, that's like a badge. You should wear it with pride. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get I get people shouting me out all the time. They're like, "Oh, dude, I, I I followed your account and it gave me the warning, so I know you're true." You know. <laughs> yeah, and there's also people that would message me and be like, "So there's an account. 
it's a very large account. I mean, he has two of them, and he's on Telegram too. It's ancient. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, dark history or ancient history, something like that. And um, dark, dark history, I think it is. Anyways, he's got like a bunch, a couple of accounts on there. It's pretty big. And he, I, I would tag him in certain things. I tag some of the really big pages every so often because I'm hoping somebody will fucking see it. Um, like I know Jimmy Le- Levi, right? Jimmy yeah. Levi, um, I tagged him multiple times because he's in California. And I tagged him in uh, when I first found the uh, SB 744 bill. So this particular bill, New York has one. New York has it under AB 417. Washington has one. Florida has one. Um, lots of different states have one. Um, what people should be looking for is bills in their pending legislator's state office that says anything regarding communicable respiratory disease registry. Anything that looks like it's talking about a communicable respiratory disease registry is likely very similar, if not close to identical, to SB 744 in California and AB 417 in New York. Those two bills are literally what they sound like. It is a communicable respiratory disease registry that they're going to implement in every hospital across the country. So you imagine anybody who's had asthma, who has a cough, a sneeze, anything... Goes into the doctor. I'm coughing. I'm seizing. I'm okay. What's your name? Davey Wavy. And where do you live? And who do you work with? And where'd you eat last night? And what color was your poop? Like, who'd you talk to? We want to know everything about you now. Yeah. What what color was your underwear? Did you have yep. a shit stain in it? We're going to yeah. track you now and make sure that we know everything about you. Okay. So that's one thing, right? Then you've got Musk with the Neuralink. He wants to implant this Neuralink into everyone's brain. So we've got that. We'll put that aside for a second. Now we've got, uh, uh, what's his dumb fuck? Uh, Zuckerberg, right? So Zuckerberg's got his metaverse. His metaverse, he will tell you, one of the reels that I made, I grabbed stuff that he said and Musk and a couple other people, right? So Zuckerberg will tell you, what's the metaverse? The metaverse is a virtual reality fucking shithole, basically, where people are fucking, pretend fucking things and buying fake houses and fake clothes. And it's a fucking fake dead clothes, universe. Right? It's the Matrix. That's what it's it is. Dead so, universe and also crypto, which means dead, is right. dead currency. Right. Yeah. I don't know why people are so excited about the digital stuff that are patriots. I really don't understand that. And that are like love freedom. Because if you love freedom and you're putting all of your eggs into a digital basket, you're a fucking moron. Because you're that fucked. digital basket can be shut off whenever they decide they want to shut it off. And then what are you going to do? Exactly. Then what are you going to do with your cryptocurrency that's stuck up in the sky? In the, where? What, what are you going to do when they cut it off that way? You, you're not going to do anything because you're not going to have access to it. That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to suddenly become completely dependent on their system. It won't matter what you've saved, what you've done, because you've put all of your shit into crypto which is stupid or you put all of your cat all of your money into just dollar bills or whatever currency for your country it is none of that crap is going to matter very soon the only thing that's going to come down to is gold precious metals and skills skill sets the individual has what skill set you're a doctor you're a mechanic you're a nurse you are a researcher you're i don't know something you're a builder sewer cook gardener butcher something that is yep. actually going to produce to sustain life. 
That's basically what's going to survive. You not show, either... not whipping out your tits or spreading your no, legs no, on fucking OnlyFans, you know? Nope, you are ultra fucked if so that's fucked, what dude. you're about. Um, and have people like that listen to my show and they're like, they love me and all that shit. And it's like, and, and they're like, they have like an OnlyFans. And I'm like, dude, get out of that shit. That's fucked. There's, like there's, you're, there's you're no... glorifying your own body for like what you know money yeah <clears throat> it's gross man no, i'm sorry but like things we can do i mean <sighs> so ultimately that's why we're getting the rv we're getting the rv because i mean we got the rv we're moving into it because i, I i'm not going to focus on paying off debt that's stupid in my opinion to do right now we are in armageddon i'm like i don't understand people that are i'm gonna pay off debt okay cool I, I'm going to go start a farm and have animals. Um, I like my bacon and my raw milk. So I'm going to get that. And you can, you know, buy your house, pay off your debt. Cool. I'm starting yeah. the community. That's what I'm doing. Look at, look so, at the fucking word mortgage, right? Mortgage, yeah. right? Mortality. I'm, I'm, You're a fucking debt, debt slave for the rest of your life, right? And yep. you, don't, you still don't even fucking own the house even when you pay off your mortgage. Not unless you own the land. Fucking bullshit, man. You own the house, which is what a lot of people in major cities don't understand. So, okay, you own the house, but you don't own the land that the house is built on. What are you going to do with the house? Pick it up and take it with you? When the government comes in and says, this is our land and we're seizing your house? Because right. you're not, and you're an illegal alien. They can actually do that if you read what the 100-mile border exclusion zone is in the United States. So in the United States, the 100-mile border exclusion zone, the 14th Amendment doesn't exist there. It's not just around the border of the country either, though. It's international airports, which is why Chicago O'Hare is involved and affected by it, because it's an international airport. So Of course. I, I feel like what people don't seem to understand is that the metaverse is what, what Schwab was talking about. When Schwab was talking about you will own nothing and be happy, he was talking about the metaverse. I'm 100% on that. Yeah. I have 100% because Zuckerberg literally was, what's his goal? That by 2030, people are trading and bartering and buying things and selling things in the metaverse. That's not my words. That's Zuckerberg's words from his mouth. You can hear him say it on the reel on my page, okay? But he's right a there. CIA agent too, right? What was that? He's a CIA agent as well. I don't... I think so. I don't know that he's a CIA agent. I think he's definitely one of the puppets. Um, he's related to um, the Rockefellers. Oh, that's no so, shocker. Yeah, so he, it's not a surprise to me at all. Um, so is Gates. So it's Bill Gates. So, to, uh, anyway, so for me, like, I look at those things and I see those things. And I turn to my husband. I go, do you think I'm the only person that's figured this out? Like, I don't understand. It, don't you see? what? I, do you see what I see? And he goes, well, now that you pointed it out like that, yeah. I go, doesn't this connect to this, connect to this, connect to that? Or is it just me? And he goes, oh, no, that's totally, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put a reel together now with this. This is bullshit. And he goes, yeah, that's crazy. How did you figure that out? I mean, look at over here. He said this over here. Zuckerberg is saying this. It just makes sense to me. I would, I would, I would encourage your husband to get in on what you're into and speak out 
as well, you know, like he has, he does. He's he's very much on the same page with me. And he has talked to people like his coworkers and things like that. But ultimately, he's not on social media or anything like that. Like I am, he's right? Not right. Any part of it, and I don't really. You're not, brave. I don't really need him to be on it. Like the only reason I even am on social media right now is first and foremost because I I personally feel as annoying as it is to me because it very much is for me a lot of the time. I'll be honest, but I still feel very compelled to do what I'm doing online. So even of course. though it may annoy me sometimes, which is like honestly. Like, even though, like, you and I are discussing the metaverse right now, we're kind of in it, but we're utilizing it uh, to the to the, the light side, right? Well, I, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I'm like, you know yeah. what? If I'm gonna Before be it's online, too late. I'm like, if I'm going to be online and if I'm going to be doing anything social media-wise, I A, it has to be, for me, to feel okay with it, it has to be, um, like, biblically driven. Like, and right. for me, it is. Because since May 19th, I can, it's very, I've still, I've never been to a neurologist. I haven't been to a cardiologist. I haven't been uh, followed up with or whatever. Um, I don't plan on going to a cardiologist. I don't plan on going to seek out a neurologist either. Well, Um, you're off the Xanax now, right? So I don't think you need um, to. I've been, I've been off the Xanax now for a week. Oh, just one week? Because I had to taper off of um, okay. the amount yeah, yeah. that I was on. So yeah. I tapered off of it. It took a, a little over two months, about two months. And I've now been completely off of it for a week, um, just about a week now. So um, I know what I need to do. For me to reset my nervous system, I just need to do what I did last year, which is using psilocybin therapeutically. Um, oh, like mushroom I- microdosing? So I, I microdose, I started off last year microdosing and then I did three, um, very high dose journeys. And the first high dose journey I did cured the progenital neuralgia that I had, that I told you in the beginning of this call that, um, I got from that lady that fell on my head. So progenital neuralgia is genital nerve pain. So for three years I was living with genital nerve pain, which is exactly what it sounds like. The progenital nerves exit your um, S2, your sacrum spine, and they wrap around hips. Everyone has one. Men, women have it. It exits on both sides. You have one on the right side and one on the left side. And it goes to your clitoris, your penis, your perineum, and your anus. Everybody, that's what it does. It gives your genitals uh, blood flow and nerve function, sensitivity. So those areas of your body for every most everybody is used to either feeling pleasurable sensations there or maybe something slightly painful but most people are not used to experiencing sharp stabbing burning fire pain in their penis clitoris asshole but i right. that for three years and um and it was the first long uh, high dose journey that i took with psilocybin when um god and i were able to cure that and the and i was uh, anxiety wise and depression wise, um, I was fucking phenomenal. I mean, there's posts that I have from last year at the very bottom of my feed and there's highlights that I have on my Instagram too, about me, about, um, psilocybin, um, cannabis. I have to add a bunch of stuff about cannabis because that's another wonder drug in my opinion or wonder medicine. I I take THC oil nightly. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to smoke. I've got, I've been using oh, yeah. like, 
what's been helping me a lot for anxiety is something called Delta eight, which is from the, the hemp plant and uh, THCA powder. Um, it's really, really, really great for anxiety, for sleeplessness, nausea. It's been really helping me a lot. My husband found it for me um, a little while oh, ago. That's great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, so I don't know. I'm where so I'm glad that your husband is on board, like with what you're, what you're saying I, and everything I, that you researched, everything. It's great. Yeah, it really is. I'm really, really blessed with that because I don't understand how there's been couples that are, um, completely on the opposite sides yeah well the bible the bible also says that you shouldn't be with anybody that uh you should be uh you shouldn't be unequally yoked that's exactly exactly yeah yeah i was very much unequally yoked uh the first time i was married yeah yeah um yeah but so uh i don't i don't i don't see any of this going away and i don't see any of this getting any better um, no, it's not going to get better. It, uh, biblically speaking, it can't get better yet. Right. It right. has to get much worse. And when I talk to people and I'm on, you know, on Instagram or whatever, I'm like, it's not that bad. If you can go to the store, first of all, if you can go to the store, it's it, this shit hasn't hit the fan yet. Right. If you can right. go to the store and you can buy something. There's nothing for you to complain about because yeah. you can go to the store and, bl- and buy something, anything. You're not, it's not that bad. So no, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. Like, look at what the the WHO, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, they're all in cahoots and they're all fucking ramping up shit. Like all these fucking new fucking diseases, so to speak. And we're, it's going to be worse. Like, it's going to be like, if you don't take this fucking vaccine for this disease, then into the concentration camp you go. And that's exactly, exactly which is exactly how they did it with the Holocaust. Because exactly. you brought it up before, they did not just go and start killing Jews. That's not how it happened. They went in and they first made the Jews the enemy. That's the first thing they do. Step one, create the enemy. So what was the enemy then? Jews, blacks, whoever was not a fucking Nazi was the enemy. Who's Anything the enemy that now? goes it's the narrative is right. the enemy. And then yeah. who's the enemy who's the enemy now? Me. I'm the yeah. enemy. You're the, the enemy. Go against the fucking narrative. Me as exactly. well. Exactly. So then yeah. what's step two? Step two would be, okay, now we've created the enemy. Step two now is now we need to get everyone against the enemy. Everyone needs to be against the enemy. So they're all on the same page. They all hate the enemy like we do. That's what they've been working on and doing for the last two and a half years. And they hate us. And they're doing a great job at it, aren't they? Because they fucking hate us, don't they? Yep. And they and they think they also think that anybody who suddenly doesn't want to get the shot must love Trump. So they completely. Oh yeah, they, my brother included. Help. My brother was like, "Oh, I bet if you were American, okay. you would Trump." Because, I'm like, right? Because oh. they politicized health. Like, <clears throat> yep. I can't even talk to my mom anymore or my daughters about health without them saying that I'm a Trump lover. Which, by the way, I am not anymore a Trump lover because Trump, President Trump is, when I heard him on the Candace Owens interview telling her that it was the unvaxxed that were in the hospitals, I was like, you motherfucker. And when I heard him later on saying that it was, everybody needs to just go get the shot. There's nothing to be scared of. That was like blow number two. 
And when I recently heard him again talk about it, I went, that's it, I'm done. Because yeah. for me, it's okay. So you can have somebody who can be all gung-ho and, and like sounds great, looks great. And you're like, this is a great person, right? They're totally on our side. Okay. But now let's take a look closer and deeper into them because what I see with a lot of people who are very patriotic and I was with a women's organization. I won't tell you the name of it, but I was with a women's organization that started in California. I found it when we were in Ohio, actually for those couple of months in December of 2000, you know, December, January of 2020, whatever. And this organization is not at all. Like I started doing Intel for them about four to six months into being with them. And, um, I ended up leaving this organization because the female that was in charge of it is also leads another organization or two. And the goal, what I was looking to create and accomplish and have is what she presented it to be initially. And then as time passed, it became extremely politicized. It was like, I'm not interested. I personally am not interested in going to learn how to protest. I'm interested in learning how to grow food and keep it alive. That yeah, sounds, sounded like uh, when they got politicized, sounds like uh, controlled opposition. Exactly. So <clears throat> yeah. to me, one of the issues I had aside from that was that because I was doing Intel, right? Like that was my position with the company, with the organization. I'm helping them with Intel. Okay. Obviously, I'm not like CIA person. I'm just an, a mom. Hi, I'm Libby. Like I... I research a lot and look stuff up, but I don't have like connections and shit. That's not me. I'm not like fucking Snowden. Okay. So right. I'm like, I found this, I found this. I, I go, wow, there's a concentration camp. There's a FEMA camp opening in Washington state. What? There's a, there's a FEMA camp that's about to open in Washington state. Can you send that? Yeah. I sent it to them. Okay. Here, <laughs> they're opening on Sunday. They're opening the camp on Sunday. <clears throat> Since when does a government facility open on a Sunday? They don't. So what the fuck is going on? Why would they open on a Sunday? So I send them that. Hey, how come you haven't alerted the people in Washington and our organization that this camp is opening up? What do you mean you don't want to cause a stir? They should know this. Why haven't you talked about SB 744 in California? That's a really serious fucking bill. So that's the kind of shit that I started to see happen. And I'm not okay with that because right. what I do, what I do, right. Which people will. So on my other page, if you look at the other page I have, there's a lot more information than um, like I have the lady Liberty Libby page. And now I have the other page that used to be the main page under the backup now because it's so shadow banned. And that one has a lot more followers, like 1700 or I don't know, whatever. And uh, that page is horribly shadow banned. But that was the one where I would be tagging people and like, I don't understand why you're not sharing this. It's I don't not interested in getting famous. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't understand. Of course, why of course. Know about this information. Yeah. It's really serious, important information. And I don't understand why you're not Who telling people. It? I'm going to get off the phone in a couple minutes. Um, it's just like, dude, awesome. dude, it's just like my podcast. It's, it's not about me getting famous. It's about me getting people on my show that need to get the fucking truth out. Right. Yeah. And, it's very and frustrating. It's very, it is. very frustrating. It's, and it's, it's very frustrating, really frustrating to be 
to be shadow banned and blocked and shadow banned and, blo- and repeatedly and repeatedly and I, and and, just, and then I'm just sitting here like I'm gonna throw my fucking phone out the window again because I cannot <laughs> deal with technology. I don't want to even do this. But then I know I- later, my husband. My husband will turn to me and go, you know, you're going to pick it up because you'll find something and see something and you can't help yourself. You have to share it. And I go, you're right. I know. Yeah, we have to get the light side, the truth out there before the shit hits the fan. And this is what my show is all about. It's like, I I don't want to be a fucking Joe Rogan. I don't want to be a fucking whoever the fuck it is that's famous and making fucking crazy money off of doing what I do. It's about I mean, if you can, why not? Because if you can, well, yeah. it can help you to become self-sufficient, then why yeah, not? For sure. Because for one sure. of the things yeah. that I told my husband, I go, look at, we're about to leave California. We're about to leave Los Angeles, Orange County. Like, hello, we're leaving Southern fucking California, where I was born and raised, to move into an RV. That's number one. We're leaving a stationary house to move into an RV. That's number one. Yeah. Number yep. two. I go, we're going to start a homestead. I'm not a farmer, but I'm going to go start a homestead. This number two. We're going to build a cabin from scratch. We're going to raise animals. We don't know how to do these things, but we're going to do them. You're going to fucking figure it out. We've been researching and reading and learning and educating ourselves for so long that I turned to my husband. I went, I go, I feel like it's just time. Like we've been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And it's time for us to just do it. I go, I know it's scary. It's terrifying. We've cried. We've yelled. We've argued and screamed at each other and hugged and kissed and made up and prayed together and been scared again and then been, you know, excited and then scared. And that beautiful we, though? You know, what are we doing? Like my parents think I'm crazy. And that's okay. I, it's totally okay. Cause I'm like, you know what, who I relate to a lot. I used to relate to Joel, jo- Job in the Bible. A lot. Oh, Job, from, Job's from my favorite. March, yeah, yeah, from like March, April or so of 2020 until earlier this year, I really related to Job a lot, like tremendously. And since May 19th, I mean, I look around and I'm just like, I feel kind of silly saying I relate to Noah, but I really do because I look around and I'm like, I don't understand especially with my own followers on Instagram, right? There's, there's women that will message me and be like, after I post something, like when I posted the hundred, uh, you know, about the hundred mile border exclusion zone, right? Mm-hmm. People thought that that was uh, a conspiracy. Even people that are patriots and awake were like, I thought that was a conspiracy, like an actual legit conspiracy. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's very real. But isn't it funny? Isn't it funny, Libby, though, it how really everybody like... Everybody takes that fucking word conspiracy uh-huh. and it's so fucking demonized. I mean, they do the same thing about the earth being flat. So now it's, you, so you, you even think the world's flat. I'm like, you think it's round. You think it's a round ball floating in the, in a fucking abyss. Seriously? And then you're going to ask them. Going, I go, hold fucking on a second. Told you I, that. I go, so, so, so let's, let's talk about this for a second. So I, I believe that too. I did. Did you think I didn't? Cause I did believe that the earth was round. I did. But then I also would sit back and be like, hold on. I've been in a plane several times in my life. I recall very clearly going to Israel when I was a child 
several times. And I remember sitting there and being like, so mom, dad, hey, how come when I look outside, right? So like the earth they're telling us is round and the solar system. And the, this is back when I was a kid and Pluto was still a planet, okay? Now it's not, but Pluto was a planet back then. Pluto doesn't exist, but back then it was a planet. Okay, so I would look at my dad and my mom and go, so how come it just looks so flat? Just if I look outside, look at the ocean, it's just flat, right? It's just flat and goes on forever. Where's the curve? Where is it? How come you can't see the curve? If you are standing on something round, eventually you will see the curve. The plane will eventually have to go down to make up for the fucking curve. It's going, how come you don't feel that? How come you're sitting in the plane and you just feel it go up? It go, it, it flies and then it goes boom down. Why? Because right. it's flat. That's why. And for me, it doesn't matter how many times you can tell somebody or show them that there's proof, that there's evidence, right? People still, it goes back to their belief. And if their belief system is hell bent on the earth being round, it doesn't matter what I say or God could come down and be like, it's flat, sweetheart. And they'll still be like, no, it's round. Okay, well, then explain all of this to me. Well, I can't, but it's round. Okay. Like, uh, then stick with that. I mean, I don't Okay. That's, all right. that's your okay. problem, not mine. Yeah, I don't care. Honestly, to yeah. me, it doesn't even matter that much to me whether the earth is round or flat because I'm, I can't do anything either way. Does it change anything? Nothing changes in anyone's life, by the way, whether the earth is flat or round. None. Your life has not changed at all. It's just, oh, wow, another revelation. It's the same thing with like the Tartarian kingdom. People that are, you know, start to figure out like, oh, wow, the lost history of Tartarians. Have you heard the Tartarian? Tart yes, I know about the Tartarians. I know about free energy. I know about Oregon. I know. Yes. And so no, but Nikola are, Tesla and how he discovered free energy and then they wanted to kill him off because they I wanted to Tesla, fucking control. I don't even think that Tesla created it or invented it. I think he, he might not even exist. He might not even have existed as far as I'm concerned. I write. It's quite possible. Have you read about the Tartarian Kingdom? Of course. Oh, nice. Good. Okay. I'm glad. I'm impressed. Matt, Matt from the Great. No clue. <laughs> yeah, Matt from the Great Deception breaks down a lot of that shit. So if you want to ch check out the uh, the Great Deception podcast, uh, I, he. I, I will. I absolutely. Yeah. I've watched. I've watched some of the Tartarian documentaries. There's one particular one called "The Lost History of Earth." Um, there's three parts and each one's like six, seven hours. It's fucking crazy shit. If you look up the, the mud floods, it'll take of course, the yeah. So, but see, I even have, uh, I have another uh, guy that I got on my show along with Matt. We were talking about uh, music, and his name is Mud Flood Memes. Oh my gosh, so you gotta send me these people's uh, yeah, uh, tags so I can follow them. That's awesome. It's crazy, man. I like this. So That's okay. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I wanna, I want you to um, plug anything like uh, your accounts or whatever. I'll put them in the show notes, but send them to me as well. So I, can I mean, I will tell you that the only thing I have right now is my Instagram account and um, and my in, my my art account on Instagram. I don't. I used to have a Twitter. I did a lot of stuff on Twitter, but I did a lot of stuff on Twitter for health and I don't ever want to go back on Twitter. Um, not for this. <laughs> so, but I was on Twitter for a long time and 
yeah. Um, I had a YouTube channel for a long time, but I don't have that anymore either. But I have been thinking and I've been talking to my husband because I really feel like a lot of people don't, a lot of people talk about doing what we're going to be doing and, but they don't do it. They don't take action like, like, like how you and I are doing, right? Right. No, they just talk about it and they talk, they talk passionately. I mean, they talk very passionately about, um, you know, wanting to create a homestead or homeschooling or a community of their own and things like that. And I really feel like I was talking to my husband. I'm still trying to kind of convince him. I'm like, look at, I go, I'm really good at stuff. Like there's certain things I can tell you I'm good at, you know, I'm good at, I'm good at cooking. I'm good at baking. I'm right. I go, but I'm good at doing this too. And I'm good at video editing, I guess, because, uh, it's not that hard as long as I have internet connection to just edit and do some stuff. You really are good at it. Like I, I post your, I repost your shit all the time. Thank you. I'm, I really appreciate it. I just do it on my stupid iPhone. And I don't have. Inter- yeah, I, I do my, podcast, my whole fucking show. Uh, your episode sixty eight, uh, and I'm doing this whole thing on my phone. Yeah. See, and so I've talked to my husband, and I told him, I said, I really would like to. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of accounts that I've seen that are doing the RV life, you know, deal. There's people that are doing the homesteading thing and the farm thing. There's not that many people that I've watched that I can see go from A to Z, go from living in an apartment and leaving in a major city and leaving that apartment, that stationary house, leaving that city to move into an RV and with their kid and a couple of pets and then are going to also be moving. So we're going to go to a campsite and we're going to stay at a campsite, an RV campsite for at least a couple of months and just save and ultimately our goal is to leave Southern California um, either by the end of this year or the beginning of next year, depending on how things go, but I'm expecting things to get much worse by the middle to end of August. That um, reminds me of the, the Led Zeppelin song, uh, leaving California. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I might have to use that song. I've yeah, so it's on Led Zeppelin four with the, the guy with the carry the sticks on his back. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go, we're, we're gonna go out and start a homestead and build a cabin from scratch. Like that's yeah, what so we're doing. And maybe I, check and out, know- check out false reality check. They're another podcast. Uh, there are, there are a couple, uh, Buffalo and legs. That's what their nicknames are. Uh-huh. But they've also got like, they moved out of the city and into the country and started a farm and everything. So check out their show too. You have to send me their all their all this stuff so that I can look. Yeah, it up I'll, I'll try to find um, because I what what ultimately what I want to create. So in so I'll go back to this. This is what really the reason why I want to do this is not because it's what I want to do. It's because what God wants me to do. It's what God yeah. told me to do May nineteenth. It's what I feel very compelled to do. So although what I want to do is stay near the beach and sleep and uh, play and paint. That's what I want to do. I want to play on the beach and paint paintings of the beach. That sounds like, that sounds like heaven. Right. That's what I want to do. Yeah. That is what I want to do. But what God, you gotta, you gotta create heaven on your own earth, right? I'm going to. So what God wants me to do is, is create 
what the basically the same way that Israel started. So the same way that Israel began with what's called kibbutz. I don't know if you know what kibbutzes are. They are basically small little villages. That's how Israel began as a country many years ago. Um, there's a bunch of little kibbutzes all over the country. Um, it's basically a little community of people that all have a skill or a trade and they keep each other alive. That's what happens. So in a kibbutz in Israel, you will have a whole bunch of cabins, let's say, or a bunch of little tiny homes, right? Every single family is responsible for something. Someone's responsible for cows. Someone's responsible for chickens, whatever. The garden, this part of the garden, that part. Someone does the cooking. Someone, you understand? And yeah. everybody lives together. Everybody shares everything together. Everybody goes based on very basic, natural, biblical laws and principles. Not government shit. Laws and natural law. Biblical law. It's very different than the Constitution even. The Constitution was based on the Ten Commandments. Our laws are based on the Ten Commandments. But they've strayed so far away from that in so many areas that the only way I personally believe based on, I mean, so much based on research that I've done, based on research that you've done, that's just out there that anyone can do, uh, the Bible, the experience I've had living in through this the last two and a half years, May 19th, I don't personally believe that anything is going to survive other than small, little, tight-knit communities like I described to you. 100%. All, all I totally agree. So what I'm going to create is that. That's what yep. I'm going to create. And I'm going to build other cabins as we are purchasing land. And then I'm going to invite particular people to apply to come move in and live with us, near us. And, and you know what? They're going to fucking try to wipe you out. No, because it's so that I'm you don't think so. That up. No, I'm glad that you said that though, because uh, that's definitely a concern that would be for anybody. But at the same time, if you have a very strong connection to God, if you have discernment, if you have intuition and faith, I am not going. God's not not God is not about to put me in a position with my family after what I've been through where somebody's going to come in and hurt us. That's not, I agree. Happen. I mean, somebody, I'm doing what God wants me to do. He's going to protect us and keep us safe because I'm literally like, okay, God, so you don't want me to paint the canvases and sell the art. Got it. That's why I'm right, staring right. at like a hundred canvases right now that I haven't sold. Okay. I get it. So what do I do with all these canvases now? Like offer it to people for free. Cause I can't take this shit with me. I can't. I've been trying to sell for anything anyone can afford, actually. I'm like, you guys want this? Like, I don't know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I Otherwise, I've, I have a bunch of paintings that are going to be sitting at the dumpster in like a week and a half, two weeks. Because I can't take all this shit with me. Do I want to? Yes. But I can't because it's not what God wants me to do. And I'm okay with it. I'm not even mad at yeah. it. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I hear where you're coming from, for sure. I'm like, so... And then I'm, afraid. I'm like nervous. I don't really, right now we've got like 50 bucks to our name, but yeah. within the next few weeks, it's not going to be that way. It's going to continuously grow because yep. we're removing ourselves from the system. Literally the system doesn't want us. The fucking camping site, the RV campsite that we went, that we applied at, right. 
the guy that ran our credit goes, oh, the system like gave you a hard no, it spit you out. And I laughed. My husband told me and I laughed. I went, good. He goes, no, that's not good. I went, no, it is good. If the system is spitting yeah, us out, yeah. it means the matrix literally is like, fuck you. We don't want you. So yep. if the matrix doesn't want us, then it, it, it closes a lot of doors and it only leaves one open. Now right. you can't rent. You can't do the same things so that you can stay in the system. What do you have to do then? You have to buy. You have to outright buy. You have to own now land. I go, so really, the way I see it, we've been talking about wanting to do these things. God's like, hey, so you've been talking about all this stuff, and I can see how passionate you are about it. And actually, this is what I want you to do. So here, let me get rid of all the shit that is going to keep you enslaved, um, your rent. Okay, so we're being evicted. Gee, it didn't look the way I... So I guess I'm not exiting the matrix the way I wanted to exit it, but I'm still exiting it, aren't I? Because I'm being evicted. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Fuck you, Matrix. I didn't want to be a part of you anyways. Evict me. I don't give a shit. And? Libby? Yeah. Okay, you have to go. I do. And uh, I don't have to go necessarily, but I want you to plug your accounts that people can get in touch with with you. Um, It would just basically be the uh, Instagram account, the at Lady Liberty Libby account and my art account is state of the arts okay so i'll so, send it to you the underscores and things like yeah that. you uh, yeah you send me that to me and uh, you send you that to me i'm fucking retarded anyway i am um, hoping to create an, a youtube channel though very soon so cool. i can document um our travel and our journey and everything and see how that goes well, when the cartel follows you, they'll follow you forever. So um, just send me those links. Uh, I'll probably be able to figure it out myself. And I'll put those in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. But anyway, um, awesome. I thank you so much for your time. And God bless you in every endeavor that you do. Because I know he's going to. He's, he will. He absolutely will. Thank you, know? you so much, Davey. I really appreciate you. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm so glad you're doing this. It's so awesome. I, lo- I love it. Like, it, honestly, like, this is my life now. It's like, That's awesome. I, yeah, I have a job. I work for a corporation, but I come home and I do what I got to do. And I, I get people on the podium and I, I get the words out there, you know? So That's awesome. You get to do something you're really passionate about. That's really, really, really fantastic. Absolutely. Really and to advance God's kingdom on earth is just there's nothing better than that there really dude there's nothing better honestly like it makes me feel so much better doing and then i go out to my job and i'm like super happy doing my job because i know i'm gonna go home and do this right and do god's work exactly 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 and when you go to sleep tonight and i go to sleep tonight i'm gonna sleep well awesome it's going to be so great. cool. I really, I'm really, really, really grateful that you um, asked me to do this. I was super nervous about it, but I'm really glad that I did. No, there's nothing to be nervous about. There's nothing to be fearful of because fear is not of God, right? No, no. But the only thing I was nervous about was speaking because my speech is still a little messed up sometimes because from the seizure. Well, you sound so good. You I sound better nervous? than I have. Because I'm like almost, I'm pretty much drunk. So I'm like slurring my words a lot. <laughs> and you, you sound better than you I do. 
No, you sound fine. I am going to go smoke though right now. Cool, let know, cool. Let me know when you put this all together. You'll you'll send me something, a link or something like that. Oh, I'll put it all together tonight and then uh, I'll put it out in the morning. Oh my gosh, awesome. Okay, then send yeah. it to me. I'll look forward to seeing it and I'll let everybody on my. Um, I want to put up like a post or something. I think that would be cool because then I can oh, add yeah, you, to it. Don't, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. I will. Awesome. <laughs> okay. okay. God bless you so, you so much, much your family and everything you're going to do and you're going to be fucking good and have a good night. I will. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Welcome back once again for listening to the Red Pill Cartel. This is Nigel the Goat speaking, and uh, I look at the, I look over my right shoulder here, and I see Davy sitting in the couch next to me, and he's he's kind of sleeping. So I get to do whatever the fuck it is I want to do without him uh, interrogating me for my every move, you know. So anyway. Um, we really hope that you enjoyed the episode with uh, Lady Liberty Libby. Uh, she is a very beautiful human being. And uh, we just, uh, Davy and I want to express our whole heart to her and her family and uh, wish great success uh, upon, uh, you know, painting the RV and the, uh, you know, living in the RV in the forest, you know. It's, it's crazy, you know. Uh, I would love for David to move me out to his brother's place and, you know, live on a farm or some shit. But, you know, we're still stuck stuck in the city, you know. So um, we'll see where that goes. But uh, anyway, you know, if shit hits the fan, then, you know, it is what it is, you know. But uh, I would highly recommend uh, being, like, being a goat. I would highly recommend that you um, prepare for uh, any kind of humans that come after you for the wrong reason, you know, like for you not, uh, you know, you don't want to participate in their narrative, you know. So anyway, you know, because when it comes down to it, they're probably going to fucking hunt us down and kill us, you know. So... That's just that's just me being a goat talking, you know, silly old Nigel. Anyway, we want you to uh, be blessed and just be, get close as you can to your family and trying to show them, uh, you know, the, the truth of, uh, about what's going on in this world, you know. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Davey looks comfortable, so I think I'm going to crawl into the uh, back of the truck and on the hay and uh, lay down and uh, go to sleep. So, thank you very much, Cartel. We love you. <laughs>